Oh, welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. My name is Jack Minokes, the host here. I'm joined today, as always, by my co-host, Brian Hines. Good afternoon. And we have a very special guest today, Maximo Suave. Yeah, The Rican right. sensation. The Rican sensation. Thank you guys for having me. No problem. Thank you for being here. Yeah, for real. Thank you. Seriously. Um, we we had talked to you prior to this when we interviewed Maria. You had joined her um, before, but we didn't really get to catch a lot of you on mic. And it was very, very obvious from the time that I that we met that we should have just gone ahead and did the interview that day. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's all good. I can't. Hey, it was a good time. Had to come back. I'll take the L on that. That was. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my bad. You know what? It was. <laughs> hey, that day was for Maria. Let's. It was all her. Now it's my day. It so is. it's all for me. Yeah, we, um, one of the things that I found it really like fascinating that you touched on the first time that we talked that I wanted to make it a point to mention during this podcast was oh, no. the... No, 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 no. <laughs> Trust me, there's some things that you talked about that we're never going to talk about on mic. Um, but the, the transition from what you called indie wrestling to television wrestling. Yeah, it's very, very different. You had almost two decades worth of wrestling experience before you were on TV consistently, or like, did you? So I was doing the independent scene all up and down the East Coast, mm-hmm. anywhere from Maine all the way down to Florida, and I did a couple of things out here Midwest, more for in Indiana for Ian Ryan, IWA Mid South. Mm-hmm. That's about it. And the indie scene is different, like is. There is cameras, and they do record the show, but it's not hectic to the point where it's like, hey, you're on this match, and on this segment, you have this much time. Hey, if it's one segment, all right, it's like seven seven to eight minutes. It's a quick in and out. You Mm -hmm. don't have to worry about breaks Mm -hmm. or anything. You just got to make sure that your match is done before they go to commercial. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And the indie scene is... You know, six to eight minutes, you go. If you go over time, you just get yelled at. Right. <laughs> How many times have you been yelled at? A lot of times. <laughs> I've been yelled at for going over uh, the time limit, and I've even gotten yelled by going under time. Which one is worse? The one under time. <laughs> really? At least over time. Like, if you go over yeah. the minutes, like, all right, I get it, man. Damn, you know, we had six to eight, and we went 12. Like, I get it. But we had this match. The show was going on forever. And it was a tag match, and it was me and my partner versus these two guys that I've known forever. Who? Uh, give us some names. So my tag partner is Chris Caden. We're called Defiance on the East Coast. Okay. And we're wrestling two brothers named the McClouds. And the prom- it was for UPW where I broke in, and the promoter looks at us and goes, Out of? Uh, Rochester, New York. Okay. So Hellcat comes up to us and goes, hey, I gave you guys 12 minutes. 12, because anytime I would wrestle the McClouds, we always went over. Mm-hmm. So he was very adamant. I gave you 12. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The show was running kind of long, and we just looked at each other like, do we really need 12 minutes? It's like, nah. We went out there, we wrestled, and did a hot six-minute match. Had the crowd on their feet Mm -hmm. with the finish and everything, Mm -hmm. and we get to the back, and the promoter's like, I gave you 12 fucking minutes, and you (laughs) went six. I'm like, am I really getting yelled at for going six minutes on a show that's running long? Right. And to get that kind of reaction at the end of the match, yeah. you'd think that he'd yeah. be yeah. excited. And I, me too. And I'm like, that's the first time I, 
I ever got yelled at for going under. Like, oh, okay. There's just no pleasing some but people, I guess. But with the TV, it's, it's different. You know, there's no so much emphasis on camera shots. Like, hey, mm-hmm. if you're going to do something, let the camera know where we're gonna where you're gonna be at, where you're gonna do this and that. On the indie shows, just do it. What's something that you learned in indie wrestling that you think could be brought to television wrestling? Ooh, uh, to be honest with you, wrestling is wrestling. As long as the story's getting told, it's the same. Okay. It's just the same. It's just the formula changes a bit because it's T V. They mm. gotta make sure that you you know, uh they have their advertisement and commercials and everything. So, you know, because everybody needs to get paid. Sure. Right? Yeah. Shows are getting, you know, all shows are sponsored by certain places and you got to make sure you plug that in. So, right. Like, so when it comes to TV, it's a little bit more, not stressful, but more like we got to keep in mind we're doing this, <clears throat> excuse me, this and this and make sure that we have enough time for this commercial and then come back from that and make sure that whatever needs to be accomplished is accomplished before we go off air. Right. Did did you think uh, when you were just like a quote-unquote indie guy, did you think that there was something a little hokey about TV wrestling before you were like super involved in it? No. Uh, to be honest with you, it's not that it's so much hokey. It's... If it's hokey, it's on the performers. Okay. Because they, we always, even in in the indie scene, you still get direction. Hey, this match, we're, we're trying to build you to go to to this title or we're going to get you to this here. Those are your directions. On TV, mm-hmm. it's a weekly thing. So, like, you have to keep that story. And sometimes it can get a little hokey. I was just going to say, without, <laughs> I'm going to name a couple of names. Sure. Um, and I think that, I think ultimately you're paying them a compliment whenever you said this, but you had mentioned that you really didn't get like the outrunners oh, prior to coming to prior to your experience in TV. I, you mentioned you didn't really get like Ryan Howe yes. prior to your experience in didn't. TV. Like whenever you were an indie guy, were you looking at TV and saying, oh, well, they're not doing it right. And then when you get the TV experience, you realize how valuable, like. So for me, I can only speak for myself. When sure. I've seen the stuff on TV, I get it. Right. It's a weekly show. I'm doing a show in, in Rochester, New York. They're not going to run a show till six weeks later. Right. So, you know what I mean? So, like, we have to make a big impact on show on – we're in November. So, we got to make an impact in November because we're not coming back to the show till January. Right. Mm-hmm. With TV, if there's a storyline, they have a week to week to go. And depending how long is the storyline going to be, you don't want to give everything on night one because we still got this week and we're going here in this pay-per-view to then come back here. So it's a weekly thing. I I, I understand that. So, But it was just like looking at the gimmicks and it's just like, (laughs) I don't get these guys. Like, okay. And then Ryan, I'm like, why is he doing what he's doing? Like, uh, and then you know, watching it week to week, actually really paying attention. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Like, I cannot wait until I get to mix it with the Outrunners and Ryan Von Rocket. Like, I get it now. Like, I understand. Like, I need this now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Especially I'm ready for them. Those two guys have been around. Or those two acts, I guess, have been around for so long, man. Yeah. Like, my first OVW show ever. Uh, 
Turbo was in a battle royale. Oh, sounds like, <laughs> I, like, like we all start. I think it was <laughs> the way I, we all start. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but I remember him. You know, like he's got such a look. I don't think it's changed other than he has less hair. But and I respect um, those guys because they know their character. Like they know what they're doing. They know their character inside and out. And when they go out there, they know how to put things together so it can make sense that night and for it to make sense the following week. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to UPW. Yes. How old were you when you debuted? 18. 18 years old. 18 years old. In I training own. prior to 18? No, just I started, tr- got this little nugget for you. I started training November 16, 2003 or 2004. At time of recording, that would have been two days ago, 20 years ago. Yes. <laughs> yes. Three weeks wow. of training and... They put me on my first match. Mm-hmm. Only three weeks of training. There was supposed there was a match that was supposed to be one of our guys from Rochester to wrestle a TNA uh, superstar. The guy that was supposed to work the TNA superstar felt that he was too big for that and that he shouldn't be working him and doing stuff for the guy because he was the enforcer and everybody's looking at him like, dude, he's a TNA guy. He's getting built. Later on, within mm-hmm. two months, he became the NWA world champion. Whoa. And this guy's like, nah, I don't want to wrestle. So as a punishment to, you know, stick it to him, they started, uh, God rest his soul, Brody Lee's in the ring and he's doing all these moves. Really? I show up and they're like, hey, kid, change, get in the ring with Brody. I'm like, all right. I'm new. I don't know nothing. So in my head, oh, I'm helping, my, I'm helping this guy with movesets. <laughs> and I take all these moves. And I take them for a straight hour, just everything. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the training session, they come up to me and go, all right, kid, you got two days to come up with a name and close your wrestling on Saturday. I'm like, uh, you do know I have only three weeks of training. <laughs> Anybody else would have been ecstatic. But right. in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to look like a fool like, out there. You know, I don't want to embarrass anybody. So I'm like, right. uh, I only got three weeks of training. You'll do fine, kid. I'm like, all right, cool. By the way, who am I wrestling? Oh, yeah, you're wrestling uh, TNA superstar Abyss. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and there you are. And just there. right there. Two so, days later, I'm standing in the ring with a monster who abyss is legit six eight mm-hmm. three fifty. And what is what are what are you? What's your your billing? Just uh, for I am for five, our listeners seven, at home. <laughs> five. This is eight twenty years ago. I'm five seven hundred and fifty five pounds. Okay. <laughs> so how many times did you fall on your back that night? A lot. Uh, when it was time, when he hit me with his uh, finisher, the black hole slam, mm-hmm. he legit spun me five times before he put me down because I was so light. And oh, yeah. He's a big boy, 350, so he's lifting at least a good five, 600 pounds. He just kept going with me. Yeah, 150 is nothing if, nothing. if you can I'm a pull baby to him. <laughs> I'm a baby. At um, 18, it's really hard to feel confident about anything, but you're like forced kind of to make a decision about like your your dreams like your goal like to be honest with you i only had two dreams my whole entire life Mm -hmm. it was either to play professional baseball okay which i almost did i was scouted by the new york mets and everything almost signed on the dotted line to become their second baseman back in oh two oh three okay and right around the same time right around the same time that i was training it could have gone either way it could have gone either way so my two dreams were either be a second baseman for the New York Yankees 
or be a professional wrestler and main event a big show and one and win a heavyweight title, mm-hmm. which I did, which I did back in 2015 for UPW. UPW was part of the NWA for a long time period, so we are recognized by the NWA as NWA tag champions and he, uh, part of the heavyweight championships and everything. So I finally won the title there. So to me, mission accomplished. So let me let me ask you this. Um, when you're you're coming up in baseball and you're coming up in wrestling, favorite baseball player, who did you model your game after? Favorite wrestler, who did you model your game after? When it came to baseball, my favorite baseball player was a center fielder for the New York Yankees, Bernie Williams. Okay. He was a switch hitter. I was a switch hitter. And he just was explosive on the outfield and the way he batted and everything. Like, I can do that. Mm. But I'm going to just do it in my own way. For wrestling, I model myself after a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I have a little, you know, model my stuff a little bit after Eddie Guerrero, Ric Flair, Macho Man, um, AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Like, any, you can name Ted DiBiase, which, by the way, I had a conversation with him, which I never thought in my wildest dream I would be having a conversation with Ted DiBiase. The million dollar man. The million dollar man. I'm like, dude, I hated you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I despised you. So when Hogan came out and put the bangs to you, I was the happiest kid in the world. He looks at me like, then I did my job. I'm like, oh, no, I know now as a wrestler. Right, yeah. <laughs> they come to find out the hate wasn't really hate. It was like, I like this guy because I like for somebody to come out here and just beat the hell out of him. Uh, yeah. But I model myself after a lot, of, a lot of wrestlers. I try to take a little bit of everybody and create my own thing and then just put it out there. Mm-hmm. Let's let's pivot back kind of to Ohio Valley Wrestling. Yes. Um, you were on the shelf for a little bit, right? Yeah, I wrestled Isaiah, and I uh, I tell everybody I blew my knee out. But I was wrestling Isaiah on OVW TV. Uh, I went for something that I've done a million times. It was not Isaiah's fault. It was nobody's fault. I went for an up and over like I usually do, and as soon as I went up, I heard it. I'm like, oh, something's not right. And when I put weight on my on my foot, it just gave out. How quick do you end a match after you're injured like that? Well, the referee was ready to call it right then and there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no. Uh, I know Isaiah is a Tracy Smothers kid. Right. And I know how One Tracy, of the all-time greats. Yes. Tracy Smothers, rest in peace. And I know how he trained his kids in all types of situations. So I told the ref, no, tell Isaiah I'm hurt. And let's work a way to get to the end. And he ref went and relayed the message to Hi, and boom, he, me and him clicked <laughs> without saying anything, mm-hmm. and we still finished the match. So how long were you not able to compete after that? So that was in August uh, of last year. I was not able to compete until January. August of twenty twenty two. Yes. So you started a comp- week before the OVW big one. Right. Yeah. And this is might go down as one of the most infamous shows in OVW history. If not their biggest, like definitely one of the most important and infamous. Yeah, and the problem about that night though is not it, what, what happened. Give you a little backstory before that. That night they Shows came how to us. Sausage is made. That Come night came, uh, that day, the night that I got hurt. They came to us earlier that night to let us know that me and Manny Domingo were officially going to become a tag team, mm-hmm. and we were going to wrestle Level X, okay. oh. Blanco Loco and Axton, 
at the big one. And then two hours later, hurt money. Uh. <laughs> and then it became the Outrunners and Level X. Uh, that's rough. Especially, oh, it was. Oh, yeah. I was so mad. So January, you start getting back. What's it yes. like re- recuperating? You're off the shelf for six months, basically. It's like going through withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Like for anybody who's been through that, like to know what it is. So I'm just sitting there. Like I, it was very hard for me to sit at the big one and watch the show go down. Cause I'm like, I want to be, I want to be a part of this. You're obviously happy for everyone. Happy, but you can see in my eyes and, and my demeanor that's like very depressed. Like, man, I should be in there. If I can say this, you are, you do seem like kind of the type of guy that, uh, doesn't have a very good poker face. No, (laughs) (laughs) no. Uh, the missus always tells me that like your poker face is terrible. Like, oh, I give it, I'm am I giving it away? Like, yeah. Like, oh my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, you're you're an emotional guy. Yeah. You're a passionate guy. Like, there's nothing wrong with with that with being upset in that situation. Like, yep. there's nothing wrong at all. Um, so you work your way back onto television. You I made my way. My return match was the Nightmare Rumble last year. That's January. Or this year, January. Yep. Yeah, 2023. That's the annual event. Yep. Royal Rumble style. Royal Rumble rules. style, yep. Yeah, uh, that'll be here again before you know it. Yep. Can't uh, wait. One of my favorite events. When it was coming up, my name was mentioned. And credit to Alex. Like, hey, I would like to for him to come back, but he needs to be cleared. So mm-hmm. I had to go through OBW's doctors and physical therapists and everything. And do their testings to make sure that I was cleared. Have you ever um, have you ever run into that situation at another like indie? I know that OVW is kind of it's an L, it's a level kind of above most indies. Yeah. Um, but was there any other like quote unquote indie that you ever had to see PT doctor concussion no. get cl- get medically cleared for? No, not unless uh, usually it's on your own time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, so to, when it's on your own time, is it like whatever you feel comfortable with? Yeah, I mean, unless it's something like really drastic that happened mm-hmm. on the show, mm-hmm. and that that company will tell you, like, dude, you can't come back till you're clear. Right, right. And the funny thing is, I had what that was last year that I got hurt. Nineteen years of wrestling without being hurt. That's a hell of a run. <laughs> so the knee, me hurting my knee, was the first major injury i've ever had must have made you feel even worse oh yeah i'm like really and, and the thing about it is like on the simple thing that i've done a million times mm-hmm. right before you <laughs> right. get in the big what was it uh, as soon as i just went to take off i just felt my knee just give out mm-hmm. it, there was a big pop and everything i dislocated my kneecap uh, and i walked on it like as soon as the match was over credit to Isaiah and ovw like everybody's on me like, hey are you okay and i just lose it yeah I'm overwhelmed. I got so many people on me. I was like, just leave me alone. I rolled out of the ring and just told everybody basically to fuck off. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> and I felt bad because there was kids right there when I said it. Yeah. And I walked all the way to the back because I was so angry. I'm like, really? And as soon as I get to the back, <laughs> oh, I love her so much. What are you doing? <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> sorry, babe. I'm sorry. I'm that sorry. would be Maria. Yeah, <laughs> Maria. <laughs> My, she, I was laughing. She was not. No, I, I don't she, see her laughing in yeah, that situation. Yeah, because she seen that I'm hurt. I'm like, I'm hurt. There's nothing else that we can do. So the 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 doctors like they're trying to help me take my gear off and everything. And the doctor there is like, Hey, I need to see your knee. Like, can you take your knee pad off? 
I'm like, sure. I take my knee pad off, and she goes, ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. <laughs> I take the knee pad off. I finally see my kneecap, and all you hear me is, ha! Well, that's not normal. She goes, no, baby, that's your kneecap. You need to go to the hospital. Like, okay. <laughs> but now we're back. Yeah. We're, he- we're healed. Better than ever. Yes. Back on OVW television yes. in a big, big way. Yes, yes, yes. What's what's on the horizon for you? I'm just trying to be consistent, trying to go out there. I always leave it all, but it, I, I wanted to be able to tell my story out there for the people to get to understand what I'm doing and just keep doing it and get better and better and better. Everybody wants to be champion, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. Like, if I get a title... Yeah, man, let's do it. I just want to be one of the key players. Mm-hmm. It's always I've always told everybody that. P- titles mean a lot and everything, but to me it feels better when you're the key player. When something comes up, there's no hesitation. You hear everybody go, oh, hey, what are we going with? Oh, we're doing this situation? Maximo. He'll fit perfect for this. Mm-hmm. Titles will fall in place. Storylines will fall in place. But the, the most important is be one of the key players because once you're a key player, man, you can do no wrong. I think that that's perfectly put. Let's go ahead and plug your socials. There's no, I can't, I don't, I want to, I want to drop it right there because oh, that's yeah. a mic drop moment. <laughs> <laughs> All my social media, Facebook, Twitter, is it Twitter now or is it X? X. 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 Instagram. Uh, what's the other one? Thread. Is that what it is? Threads. Yeah. All of that, no matter what, it's at Maximo Suave. At Maximo Suave. Maximo Suave, my new best friend. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for, or thank you for joining us no, this thank afternoon you for having on me. the Anytime OBW podcast. You want, if you want some real reckless story, just let me know. I'll come down and tell them oh, all. Oh, we, we're definitely we're having you back. <laughs> we're going to do sure. an after dark one Ooh, night. We need like to have that. like a story time with Maximo yes, Suave. I'm episode. a little long winded, but oh um, man. 20 years i have seen some things i have done some things we'll change all the <laughs> names and places yes no we'll, we'll, we'll do that on a, we'll do that on a live show and not record it Ooh. Have to come out and hear uh, it yeah, yeah. yeah. i like great night i'm all for it see that's why i'm the producer yes yes, yes yes that's why they pay you the big bucks <laughs> this has been the unofficial obw podcast thank you guys so much love you test your drugs